Not live from both of our respective rooms, not on a couch. This is the Casual Couch Critics! Yo, yo, what's going on? We're back, episode five. five Just days. like you promised last yeah. week. We got the momentum rolling. 2024, yeah. new year, new us. My name is Jarrett, as always, with my co-host, Zach. How are you today? I'm doing well, and... Uh... I just want to give a shout out to last episode. We had eight subscribers. That now we have nine. So to that one new subscriber, thank you, thank you, welcome. They might, they might really like ducks or Aquafina in bird roles. <laughs> Aquafina in bird movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I. I, I will just say, anybody who watched this, feel free to comment below. We would love to, like, say hello to you. Um, but if you just want to be a secret viewer and we want to be, like, maybe maybe we're, like, that dirty little secret of, like, oh, no, I watch the Casual Couch Critics. Don't tell anyone. Well, well that's okay. Because we're not actually critics, so people might not want to say they listen to it, us. It's true. We're so casual. We're too casual. Yeah. Anyway, Zach, the exciting episode today. Yeah. Something, again, that was a bit delayed because of uh, our personal stuff, but we're going to be doing just an overview of the 2024 year, and uh, you and I in the past, we've kind of looked at the movie Slate um, before we made this podcast just at the beginning of the year, and we would make bets on different movies so i thought we'd do a similar thing we'd just kind of scroll through the release schedule um kind of talk about what we're seeing um in 2024 um and yeah we'll make some some awards or predictions that we want to give out i don't know what we're going to call our awards the couchies or the <laughs> the key the I, I don't know. We, we have a year to figure that out yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I figured I figured that would be a, a good way to kind of get us acclimated to the new year. Obviously, a few things have come out, although you know January's kind of the dead month of of movies, but um so we're we're we missed a couple, okay? So I'm sorry to the beekeeper and to Mean Girls, which Zach did see. So maybe I, I don't apologize to Mean Girls. They stole that that time. Maybe we'll do a Mean Girls episode. I don't know. We're <laughs> um, yeah, apologies uh, that we were a week late. Yeah. So uh, that's just how it goes. So um, Zach, just looking before we dive in. 2024 obviously um it's impacted a lot by the writer strikes by the actor strikes yeah. of last year so even um even now uh distributing companies are announcing new release dates they're actively moving so really um what we might uh look at and what we might pick for our awards Maybe we'll do a mulligan sometime in the summer or something. We'll see, depending on the impact, because it's so continuously moving now that they can remarket the movies. Um, in 2023, you know, that was a big year. Big name directors getting their movies out after the pandemic delays. So I, I don't, when you look at 2024, I guess, Zach, are you, 
Are you feeling like maybe we're going into a little bit of a slump just as you on a high level, or do you think think we're going to be in for a good year movies? I, you know what? I, I do think the box office takes a bit of a dip this year um, just because of the strikes, you know, the writer's strike, the actor's strike. But I, I, I still think it's going to be a good year for moviegoers. I think there's some fun movies to come out, you know, grab a pop- popcorn and some candy and a pop and, you know, have a great time at your movie theater. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, I guess, is, you know, event cinema, obviously, is what's driving box office sales. So hopefully some of those blockbusters can get keep getting their um, uh, release dates pushed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be a good year. I think we'll have some fun. Yeah. Um, and because we have a whole year to cover, I figure we just dive right in. Let's go. The 2024 preview as of January, whatever, middle of January. 20th, January 20th. So, just so you guys know, Zach and I are Canadian. If you haven't listened yeah. before, we're doing the Canadian release schedule. Yeah. So I apologize if you're listening in some other country and these movies they might be coming out earlier, they might be coming out later. And as I said before, they might not come out at all, or they might come out three months earlier. I don't know. But we're going to kind of dive in, just discuss high level some titles that pique our interest, and then we'll do our we'll do our uh, award predictions at the end of the episode. Sound good? Sounds great. So, I mean, January, you know, we've had, like I said, we had Mean Girls much to your chagrin it's it won the box office we have the the beekeeper jason statham movie um we have night swim i know some people who saw that horror movie and it turns out night swim not very good i probably could have told you that um those are probably our biggest january releases um but february 2nd is when we get argyle now this is um probably the first blockbuster of the year i'd say uh it's matthew vaughn who did the kingsman movies um and x-men first class uh he's known for uh really kind of having an eye for um you know slapstick comedy but also like integrating it into his action sequences and this one's got got a lot of stars you know Henry Cavill's in it, Bryce Dallas Howard, John Cena, Samuel Jackson, and it's about an introvert spy novelist drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. So I could definitely see this being the first really box office success of the year. There's not a whole lot going on around it. I will say the trailer, I'm not sold 100% on it. Really? Uh, yeah. It, you know, for me, again, this movie, I knew about it, but it wasn't on my radar. The trailer did its job of putting it on my radar. Not that it was an amazing trailer, but, like, it was enough to get me, like, oh, yeah, I want to go see this movie. Yeah. I. We'll see. We'll see. I just don't – I don't want him to just make, like, 
I guess my one worry for this movie is it's just a Kingsman in a different end <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, did you watch the Kingsman at all? I don't think I did. No, no. It wasn't very good. But no, there's a, they're making a sequel. So no. anyway, that's probably our biggest one for then. But then um, we got Valentine's Day weekend. It's a big weekend. Bob Marley, <laughs> One Love, coming out oh, with yeah. Adam Webb coming <laughs> out the same weekend. Bob <laughs> Marley obviously continues our trend of uh, musical artist biopics that have been dominating uh, Hollywood for the past, I don't know, six to eight years. Um, this is just the most recent one. I'm not gonna. It looks good. It's just it looks like the same as any other other movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we need to spend too much time on it. Obviously, Kingsley Benadir has been an upcoming actor quite a bit. He was in the Marvel Secret Invasion show, and you could definitely see him kind of like coming into his own. But that show wasn't very good, so it didn't help things. So. Um, I mean, seems like a good time for a Valentine's Day release. Or everyone goes to see Madam Web. <laughs> I know your maybe your most anticipated movie of the year. You know, I'm. It's growing on me to the point of I was like, why are they even making that movie? But it's grown on me to a point of okay. This might be better than I think it will be, which I have very low expectations for it. Um, the I, I did see that it was discovered this past week that it's going to be like the Sony Marvel movies longest movie, like si like since the first Venom movie. Um, so okay. if you're going to see this movie, you know, make sure you go to the bathroom beforehand, grab your popcorn because. Uh, it's gonna be a you know bit of a longer movie. So interesting thing about this, and um, I think we might have alluded to it the last episode, but Sony has three superhero movies coming out this year, which we'll cover them all mm -hmm. um, as we go down the list. And the MCU only has one. So that's pretty crazy. This is the world we live in. <laughs> so, um, obviously, Madam Web, that's always already been the subject of memes from the trailer and terrible dialogue. Uh, it, I will say more than, like, Morbius, I, I feel like I want to check this out. Like Morbius, yeah. I just kind of felt like I don't want to check this out. Yeah. But this is like, okay, maybe, but it still looks pretty bad. You know what? As long as I'm able to, I'll go opening night to see it. It's because you like movies. I do. I do like the movies. Yeah. yeah. But we'll cut we'll go we'll 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 see the next two Sony movies eventually on this as we as we continue. But those are two big releases, uh kind of mid-February. Hmm. I am curious if Argyle will maintain 
its box office over these two movies. Well, and it has to compete with Super Bowl weekend too, right? Yeah. So that's not traditionally a good weekend to release it or, or to yeah, expect right. a box office. <laughs> You're right. And, you know, some of these are limited releases, so and we're not going to cover everything. Um, if anything, we'll dedicate individual episodes if we need to over the course of the year. But big news recently on the March 1st release. Dune Part 2 got moved up. It is now the very beginning of March. Very anticipated movie. was supposed to come out last November. Due to the strikes, they moved it. So it's been about two and a half years since the last one. Biggest movie of the year? What do you think? Potentially. It, it is the movie I am most excited about for this year. I'm so glad that I don't have to wait you know, till like next December to watch it. Because I've been wanting to see this movie since I saw the first one. And I remember when... You know, when the first one ended, just being like, I'm so unsatisfied, but I love that movie. Um, so I'm ready for this one. I think it's going to be a really you know, great movie. And it, it's going to be interesting because the first Dune movie came out during like the pandemic yep. and had that going against it. It still like had enough people go see it in the theaters and then. I think it's done really well on streaming afterwards. So I'm really curious, is this going to be like a situation where, you know, all these people have seen it like at home, but then we kind of get a surprise box office weekend there. And, you know, I, I'm really excited for this movie. I think a lot of people are anyone that I've talked to that's seen the first Dune movie. They are like, Oh, I'm all about Dune part two. Right. Yeah, uh, something about the first Dune, is, and as someone who's read read the books, it's it's a dense source material, and it's not as accessible to go into as say like Star Wars or something, right? There's a lot more politics, a lot more to dive into there if you want to. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's the action service level stuff, but um, I remember at the time like it took a month at the box office before the studio greenlit part two because definitely word of mouth helped its success um as people kept seeing it it was like oh this is really good mm-hmm. um i actually remember i was in the theater with uh, my wife and father-in-law watching it and the guy behind us was like man I, i'm just here for zendaya i have no idea what this movie is about <laughs> and then zendaya only shook sorry spoilers she's only in the like five minutes of total throughout the movie yeah and uh when she shows up uh, at the very end he goes finally and then the credits roll and he was not a very happy man hopefully this guy <laughs> is much happier for Dune Part Two. yeah because he only went to dune for zendaya um <laughs> And I've always thought of that man because he was incredibly disappointed by a great movie because he was there for one person and she okay. yeah. So well, that um, that is interesting that like he came for one. You hope he would have came for Zendaya, but stayed for the actual really good movie. He that stayed is. all the way to the end because he was waiting for Zendaya. <laughs> so I can tell if you are listening, that one guy behind us two and a half years ago at a Guelph Centerplex. Um, Zendaya will be in this for more than five minutes. I, I guarantee you that. You guarantee it? Okay. I guarantee it. If, she, if she's not, will you let me 
post on your social media? Yeah. Okay. That's Deal. how confident I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, two hours and 46 minutes is the current slated runtime for this, which is pretty similar, I think, to the first one, to be honest. But yeah. I just, uh, yeah, give me those sandworms. I think there's going to be a lot of those too. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's got a couple weeks of leeway um, before the next big thing, March 22nd, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, uh, kind of the, the second movie of um, the the most recent one, uh, which I, whose name is, its name is escaping me, um, but I did watch it. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, that's right. what it is. Um, Paul Rudd's in it, Kara Coon's in it, a bunch of kids are in it. Um, I liked Afterlife a lot because it was in a different setting. It wasn't in New York. Um, and I thought they executed the setting really well. And then at the end of the movie, it just felt like they reverted all the way back. Yeah. And it kind of turned me off. And this one seems to be right back, kind of doing the same cookie cutter style. I'm a little less excited for this one, but I'm still intrigued because I like the cast of the of the first one. I, to me, not that I, I didn't like Afterlife. I thought it was a good film. But I do think this is a studio trying to squeeze as much toothpaste out of the tube as possible. Um, and, and, you know, I, if you have an IP that like Ghostbusters that does have, you know, a, a kind of embedded audience, you know, you're, you're going to see that time and time again. But uh, I'm I'm not super excited for this movie. I'm going to go see it. But uh, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like. If, if Dune is the movie I'm most excited for this year, Ghostbusters is dramatically less hyped for. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, comes out same week. Um, I don't think the American Society of Magical Negroes is getting a wide release, but I could be mistaken. But Arthur the King definitely is. Yeah. And you probably won't like this movie because it's about a dog. It's about a yeah. dog? Yeah, Arthur's the dog, I believe. Oh, pet movies. Yeah, so Mark Wahlberg gets a dog, helps him out. I don't I, I don't know anything about this movie. Like I okay. I, that <laughs> that's funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that weekend definitely definitely loaded. Yeah. And in terms of releases, um, everything kind of being pushed to the end of the month because of how Dune uh, arranged itself. Yeah, they're, they're scared of it. They are. They fear it. March 29th. Big movie. Hey. Coming hey. for the first big animated release of the year. Yeah. Um, after Poe is tapped to become the spiritual leader of the Valley of Peace, needs to find and train a new dragon warrior. While a wicked sorceress plans to resummon all of the master villains who Poe has vanquished. <laughs> this, this, this sounds so fun. Now, what do you see here when you look at the screen? 
Oh no, Aquafina. Aquafina is, is in Kung Fu Panda. I don't know if she's a bird. She she's gonna be, be a bird. She's gonna be a bird. Oh, I'm gonna be terribly upset if she's not a bird. I have to look this up right now. Um, but Kung Fu Panda Four. It's been a while uh, since the third movie. The third movie came out in 2016, so it's been eight full years. And the end of the third definitely felt like the end of a chapter closing. I think it's an underrated trilogy. Obviously, it has the DreamWorks humor, but there's definitely some death, specifically in the first two movies. And they do their villains really well. Um, and I saw a comment on the director that five and six aren't necessarily confirmed, but depending on how well Kung Fu Panda 4 does, um, will dictate that. So looks like they're gearing up for a second half of a franchise kind of thing. And uh, they haven't made a bad one yet. So, yeah. and the cast is is good. And the writers seem to know how to make Kung Fu Panda an interesting concept. Because there's one huge flaw with this movie. Is she not a bird? She's not a bird. What is she? She's like a fox or a weasel. Maybe she flies. Maybe. <laughs> but... She's a flying weasel. That's that's probably my number one concern about this movie is Aquafina is not playing a bird or character. she is trying to branch out and get some range. <laughs> I could be other animals too. She was a spider in the bad guys. It's true, it's true. She's been other animals. But like they really haven't been the same level of her bird role. It's true. That you know, I can't deny that. But um I'm definitely looking forward to this. March looking like a really good month. Yeah. Go March. So uh, there's that. Now, that obviously because of a loaded back end of March, first couple weeks, you know, you got your there's a drama, there's a horror movie, and then there's something I know Zach's gonna be in the front row. Yeah. Um, well, well, okay, I, I'm not a front row movie guy. I'm not one of those, but I'll be there. You're gonna be not even in the front row. You're gonna be standing an inch from the screen, <laughs> not even comprehending what's going on. Godzilla and Kong: The New Empire. Let's go. Releases April twelfth, twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um, two ancient titans, Godzilla and Kong, and Kong clash in an epic battle. As humans unravel the intertwined origins and connections to Skull Island's mysteries. So you definitely could tell from the trailer, looks like to be, you know, Scar King, I think is the villain's name, right? So it's going to be like a Kong villain. So a bit more Kong-centric movie with Godzilla helping him out, it looks like. Um, I just finished the Monarch series on Apple. Uh, the effects are very well done. The acting was suspect by some people. Um, it deviated from some interesting things at times, but you could definitely tell they were trying to connect all the movies. I think if you like the lore and stuff, it's it's an interesting concept. I wouldn't necessarily give it a full recommendation, like a 6, 6.5 out of 10. But... Uh, this is a big deal because Godzilla versus Kong, that was a, I believe, a direct to home vi video release. Um, no, it was in theaters. Was it in theaters? I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Okay, 
it was definitely a pandemic impacted movie yeah it definitely was but yeah um so hopefully this one does really well mm -hmm. um obviously the success of godzilla minus one which uh, we talked about uh, last month on this show um godzilla's in demand yeah i yeah. i'm here for it and I'll, I'll just say this i loved godzilla versus kong so much it's it's by no means this incredible story or something but sometimes it's just nice to see two giant cgi monsters fighting each other and then there's a villain well, this one looks like they're fighting together i know well and, and they fought spoiler they fought together at the end of the first oh. one to face mecha godzilla and i'm here for i love i eat that stuff up like two rivals become friends to battle a common foe let's go yeah, I, I I still do stand by. Like Godzilla running in the trailer looked really weird for that movie. Yeah, there's definitely some CGI concerns. Yeah, but I think it, it will do well. I I just, just want to see it. So. I think it's got a lot of momentum because of Godzilla Bites One and Monitor. I think okay, it's so full type. Just so just so people know. Dune 2 level of hype, like right up here. Lower my hand just a little bit. Godzilla times Kong. Right. <laughs> Godzilla times Kong. Godzilla times Kong. Yeah. Um, April 26th. Uh, so Civil War is coming out, Alex Garland's movie. I'm not a big Alex Garland guy. Um, Kirsten Dunst is in this, Jesse Plemons. Um, a lot of actors I like. Alex Gar Garland, obviously known for Ex Machina and Annihilation, just tend to find as beautiful as his movies are shot. He definitely doesn't... He makes the messages of his movies pretty blatant on the screen. Um, but I do know there's a big uh, anticipation for this movie specifically. Challengers. This is a tennis drama romance oh. movie with Zendaya. Is that Zendaya in a threesome? That's I, I think that's pretty much what everyone's calling this movie. Yeah, yeah. So Zendaya guy might be happy with this one as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely a bit of a you know, after a, a kind of a heavy heavy two month blockbuster run, just some I guess palate cleansers in a way. For yep. the box office to see something different. Unsung Hero, I don't know what that is about personally, but um it's a film. Interesting. Uh May 3rd, Fall Guy, I believe this I thought at first this was a Netflix movie, but I don't think it is. Um it's by David Leach, who um has done a lot of movies of late, Bullet Train, um, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Atomic Blonde, um, Deadpool 2. So he's definitely he's definitely an up and coming big, or I don't think he's up and coming. He's definitely uh, one of the, the past five years in Hollywood biggest action directors. Um, and this guy, obviously, Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosling's riding high off of his last movie, Barbie, um, which is. Definitely one of the best performances of the year. Um, 
we'll see how that goes during award season. But Emily Blunt's also in this movie. It's about, I believe, Ryan Gosling's a stunt guy um, who left the business to focus on his his health, and then he um, is asked to come back by his ex to do, which is Emily Blunt, to be the stunt guy in this movie, but then she goes missing and um, antics ensue. Um, I wasn't sold by the trailer particularly, um, but I like Emily Blunt, I like Ryan Gosling, Aaron yeah. Taylor Johnson. Yeah. I liked Bullet Train um, and all of his other movies. So I'm willing to give this a shot. I, I'll, I'll go see this movie in theaters. Yep. Um, yeah, and definitely Ryan Gosling is kind of leading into that action comedy style role, which he was kind of teetering between dramatic and romantic comedy for a while. So it's interesting to kind of see that pivot for him. Um, May 17th, uh, this is, it's not <laughs> called If, it's Imaginary Friends, but they just have titled it If. Um, about a girl, it's by John Krasinski, uh, notably from Jim from The Office, who did the Quiet Place movies. This is his kind of family-friendly movie um, about a girl who can see uh, discarded imaginary friends um, after people have grown up. And Ryan Reynolds is being Ryan Reynolds, and it, it looks like, and I believe... Like, there's a lot of voices in it. You know, it says you can see Steve Carell's name here on IMDb, but I believe he just got a lot of his friends to voice the imaginary friends. Just like so, everyone from The Office. <laughs> I, I think there's quite a few, like, there's going to be quite a few voices. Um, Aquafina is a voice in this. So, well, there, if she's an imaginary bird friend, I tell she you. Definitely is. She um, we are a pro Aquafina bird show. Yeah. Um, did you see this trailer? Mm -hmm. I have. I'm not sold on it, partly because of Ryan Reynolds. My my Ryan Reynolds, you know, fatigue is starting to to set in. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I like John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. And I think. I, I'm interested to see kind of how this works, even if I'm not initially sold on it. So, Wait, is John Krasinski directing this? Yeah, he, yep, he directed and wrote it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I'll go see this. And I, I believe, I believe yeah, he's I, starring in this one too. That's really cool. Okay, I respect that. Like he did for the first Quiet Place. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I did not... This movie was not on my radar. I'm going to watch the trailer after we are done recording. Um, and you probably should see it that weekend because it's going to get blown out the next weekend. Maybe the biggest <laughs> weekend of the year. May 24th, um, which I believe is the long weekend. Um, mega. Mega weekend for the office. Furiosa, Mad Max, Sega, finally. Um... I believe Mad Max Fury Road, that was 2015. Yep, 2015, nine years. Um, so this is the prequel um, of Charlize Theron's Furiosa character. Charlize Theron 
is not in this as Furiosa. And yeah, Taylor Joy is young Furiosa and Curtis Hemsworth looks unrecognizable in all his practical <laughs> makeup, but it just looks crazy. Like yeah. all Mad Max movies do. Um, I, I think, I think it's probably going to be Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which also comes out. Um, unexpected uh, movie when it was initially announced because they they really capped the modern Planet of the Apes trilogy really well. Mm. Um, and I know this is. Uh, several years after, you know, Caesar passes away, um, kind of what the world looks like now. Um, Freya Allen, notably, she's in the Witcher Netflix series, is the actress lead in this. Um, and Wes Ball, who um, hasn't directed anything since 2018, but he did all the Maze Runner movies. Oh, um, I love those movies. So he definitely knows his way around um, kind of the fantasy aspects for sure. Um, I'm in, definitely interested to see how this holds up because there's gonna, no Andy Circus in this um, who pretty much carried those, for those three movies uh, a decade ago on his back because he was just so outstanding. Um, but I like that we're still exploring the world. So I hope it's a success. Um, it's competing with, like I said, Furiosa and the Garfield movie is coming out <laughs> that same weekend, which, you know, a lot of kids won't be going to see uh, Mad Max or Planet of the Apes. So it makes sense for Garfield on the long weekend. Chris Pratt notably is Garfield, uh, just like he is Mario. Um, we just can't, can't get Chris Pratt's voice out of our movies, can we? <laughs> we can't. I don't think Aquafina's in this one, but maybe she'll do a cameo or something. Okay, we um, need a bird movie with Aquafina, and then Chris Pratt needs to be like, I guess he's been Garfield. He's been like the Lego movie guy. Yeah. Mario. Yeah, okay. He's diverse in his. Yeah, yeah. He's as long not... as it's the lead character. Yeah. So something I was surprised by in the Garfield movie trailer and that I didn't know at the time was that Samuel Jackson's playing his dad and oh. that is just <laughs> so <laughs> bizarre. So let's go. Okay. This might be my flop of the year. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how Garfield we'll see. Do you think it's going to be like emoji movie level flop? No, I can't. I don't know what's, what studio is doing this. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be emoji level flop, but it's going to be tough, I think. It's going to okay. be tough. Take a guess. What studio do you think is making that? Well, I was going to say Illumination's kind of doing all of this, but I don't think they are. This movie is by... I want to see... Sorry. It's like to the internet. What studio? So you're guessing Illumination? Uh, I don't think it's right, though. Uh, Sony. All right. Yeah. 
Sony Animation. Okay, interesting. We'll see. Um, and that concludes May, which is really big. Yeah, um, big, big. So June seventh. Uh, um, no trailer has come out for this. Although I think we're gonna get a lot of trailers Super Bowl weekend in a couple couple yeah. weeks as, as usual. Um, but Ballerina is currently slated. This is the John Wick spinoff. Um, the Ballerina is notably from John Wick 2. I believe Ana de Armas is the lead role. And um, yeah, got potential. Got potential. I, I'd be I'll be curious to see if it is more if it can maintain the box office over the previous weekend's releases for sure. Um, June fourteenth, the first Pixar movie, uh, new Pixar movie release, I should say, because Pixar did re-release Soul, Luca, and Turning Red because they all had straight to Disney Plus releases during the pandemic, and they've kind of been spaced out over the first six months. But Inside Out 2 on June 14th, 2024. Now, I will say Inside Out, probably one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time. Uh, really underrated, I think, in people's Pixar uh, rankings. I was pretty hesitant when I found out that they were making a sequel. But the trailer looks pretty good. And... Even though I don't really like how Pixar's kind of branched into just sequel-making territory the past couple of years, um, I think this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. You know what? The word that comes to mind is quirky, like that I got from the trailer. It looks like a really quirky movie. And I think the first Inside Out was a very quirky, quirky movie. And yep. that's the way they leaned into that quirkiness was kind of why I enjoyed it. Yeah. And yeah, when I you know I'm here for for Inside Out too. Yeah, yeah, I think it will do really well. Um, June twenty first, definitely um, favorite of the program. Yep. Um, we talked about the first episode when it was discarded and left for dead, but I believe Focus Focus Features picked it up. It's the Bike Riders. Yeah. Um, interesting kind of. It was originally slated for the December release, and then it was scrapped um, and, and resold. And so now it's a summer release, so it's not going to get all the awards momentum that maybe initially this movie was made for. But uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on the, our movie in the trailer, you can definitely check out our very first episode, um, which this was spotlighted. But I think we're both looking forward to this. Both looks good. Um, yeah. I'm glad yeah. sooner than we thought if it was going to be picked up. Yeah. But it makes sense because it's completely finished. So why yeah. would it? Uh, June 28th, uh, Quiet Place, day one. This is a prequel. I don't think uh, John Krasinski, yeah, John Krasinski isn't coming back for this one uh, to direct. He did the Imaginary Friends one instead. Um, I think this will be a big hit because a lot of people are always interested in how the aliens or whatever actually get to Earth and that kind of that concept. And the scene in the second Quiet Place really was like the steals, the scene stealing moment when they did like a quick flashback to that. Um, and then, uh, interesting 
experiment that is coming out is Horizon of American Sega, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, uh, directed and starring by Kevin Costner, who's fully embraced his cowboy with the success of Yellowstone and, and everything else. He's been in Westerns for a while now, but... Um, I'll just say this. I surprisingly know a lot of people who would say that, like, Kevin Costner is one of their, if not their favorite actor. And like, I, I wouldn't put him as my favorite, but like, you know, I like him and he's a great actor, but I just think it's so funny that like, here's this movie coming out where he's starring, he's directing. And I think all the Costner lovers out there are just gonna be like, Oh, movie of the year. And th- this could be a surprise hit. Well, so chapter one's coming out at the end of June, and then the chapter two is coming out middle of August. Cool. So kind of doing an experiment type thing. That is an experiment. Back to back within two months. Um, I wish kind of the Spider-Verse movies did that. (laughs) Um, And I like, I do like the phrasing of chapter rather than part. Yeah. Because to me, it sounds like, I believe the first one's like, pre-civil war and the second one might be post-civil war so maybe that's right but it feels like there's more closure right i know you and i have talked before when we um just part ones are often left open-ended yeah and that kind of takes away from that movie as an individual yeah so if they can bookend it i i would love it but i'm definitely looking forward to this um been a while since we had some successful western classic western movies july july 14th bad boys 4 nothing's come out about this <laughs> yeah um will smith yeah okay i don't know interesting i know i'm not excited interesting. unfortunately we'll see we'll see but that's where it's currently put i wonder if they make some sort of joke about Will Smith slapping someone. Uh, yeah, I think he might <laughs> just try to avoid all that. Yeah. Well, you know, but you know, what? I'm almost more interested in like the media cycle of that movie, like getting Will Smith to promote a film because he's just going to get asked about it. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, there's always a storm. B movie that comes out during the summer. Twisters, I believe, is a remake or a spin-off of the uh infamous Twister movie from the 90s. I remember that movie. That was a good movie. It's got Glenn Powell in it, you know, from Top Gun Maverick, who's I believe he's in a romantic comedy, somebody like us or something like that. That's that's out right now, that's doing pretty well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, he's definitely being grabbed for lots of things. This will probably have decent success, knowing B movie storm centric movies in the summer. So, um, August 9th, not a lot has come out about this. I would expect a trailer for this during the Super Bowl. It's Borderlands based on the video games. Interesting. Um, it's coming. Wow. It's got a big cast. Um, Kate Blanchett, notably, is in it. Um, Kevin Hart is in it, Jack Black is in it, Jamie Lee Curtis, etc., etc. Um, Eli Roth is directing it, um, most notably for uh, 
horror movies. So we'll see kind of how this goes. Um, but definitely intrigued um, with 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 what this looks like. Video game movies definitely getting a bit of a resurgence in terms of box office success. Mm -hmm. So and, and, and like I never played the Borderlands video game, but I know a lot of people that have. And yeah, I I think this could be one of those movies that people it shows up in August and. You know, people go see it, and then you know, if it's good, probably gonna get strong word of mouth within the gamer community. Yep. Yep. August thirtieth, our second Sony superhero villain oh. movie of the year, Craven the Hunter. Here we go. Aaron Taylor Johnson is starring as Craven. Russell Crowe is in it. Um, yeah. Boy, I don't know how I felt about this trailer either. Um, so here. Here's the thing. It's the same feeling towards Madam Web with this movie. And, and and it is because of Morbius. And I know that people will say, like, you have to get past Morbius. It was a bad movie. And that doesn't mean that Madam Web or Craven the Hunter is going to be a bad movie. But, like, it's still that stink in audience mouth, right? And so, like, I think it it's on Sony to make a good movie. If they want to. Yeah, their trailers is not good. Yeah, like they they need to get a hit. They need to get a yeah. hit. Like the first movie, Venom movie was a hit. It, it really was. Yeah. Uh, second one was a solid follow up, but outside of those, like they they need a hit. And and with these three movies this year, if they all you know bomb at the box office, I don't know if we see many more of these. I agree. Um. Just checking. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Craig Liner. We'll see. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's good. Yeah. Um just don't know how the movie will be. Uh September sorry, what? Just uh Craven is also a character that like even in comics or like animation has been a hit or miss. Like sometimes you're like, oh man, this is such a cool, like you know, awesome villain. Yep. Other times you're like, okay, this guy's kind of dumb. <laughs> yep. No, I agree. Um, I will say the director of Craven the Hunter is GC Chandor, and I uh, I have liked his movies um, in the past. Um, he he did stuff like uh, Most Violent Year and Triple Frontier. Okay. Um, so I actually think he has a good pedigree, so I'm hoping that this will translate. There's hope. There's hope. Uh, September 6th. Not sure why this is coming out September 6th. <laughs> um, and not October, but it is Tim Burton's Beetlejuice 2. Um, that is Jen such Ortega. a weird time for it to yeah. come out. Willem Dafoe, Winona Ryder, Michael Keaton's back, obviously. Um, I don't think plot details have been announced yet, but it's, it's a sequel to the original Beetlejuice that came out like late 80s um there will be an audience for this 100 percent. yeah and to be honest tim burns kind of been hit or miss lately well so this might be a return to form for him yeah yeah and it's interesting because like september isn't traditionally a super great month to release a movie in yeah that's why i don't know why it was in like halloween or something 
Yeah, which make more sense. So, I, but then again, there's no literally like no other competition that really for it. No. Um, now there's nothing here for the Canada release um, in September other than Beelers Two. I will say on my phone here, I have the U.S. release Transformers One, which is a Cybertron animated prequel, is scheduled for the thirteenth. Cool. Um, Scarlett Johansson, John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth are all voicing Lawrence Fishburne. Um, definitely could be good. I think a lot of people would say, yeah, pre, you know, Cybertron War would be cool to see. Yeah. Animation Studios definitely the way to do it. Um, and hopefully it's good. Yeah. And that release date officially comes out. Um, okay, October 4th. I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> the biggest, um, release definitely of the month, unless Beetlejuice 2 moves, um, is Joker 2, Folea Du, which, um, I believe is, uh, is French. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I think it means madness of two, um, it's if anyone hasn't paid attention, so spoiler, Lady Gaga is in this as Harley Quinn to Joaquin Phoenix's um, Academy Award winning performance as Joaquin Phoenix. Zazie Beat is returning. Brennan Gleason is now in this one. Todd Phillips has returned as director. Um, I struggled with the first Joker. I thought Joaquin Phoenix did a phenomenal job, but I think. As a character, personally, Joker, what makes Joker Joker is his anarchy just for being, just for the sake of being. Yeah. And I don't really want to feel sympathy yeah. for him. I just don't feel like that's in the character of him. Yeah. Uh, this is a different iteration, obviously. Um, this was an interesting idea and obviously a massive hit. Yeah. Um, obviously intrigued to see Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn, Mar Margot Robbie, as we all know, despite the DC EU shortcomings has been a phenomenal Harley Quinn and she's not necessarily, uh, done with that role, um, in the new DC universe or whatever, but definitely this will be the second uh, person ever to take on this role, right? So that's an intriguing facet of it. But yeah, give me your thoughts on uh, on Joker two. So the first Joker movie, I remember leaving it feeling disturbed, but like that that's because of the way the movie was. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with you. I like I, I don't necessarily want to feel that you know empath empathy towards the Joker, but. Um, I, I think that when I heard this movie was going to be a musical, no, at first when I heard it was going to sequel, I was like, makes sense. It was a massive box office hit. Uh, like even people like myself who were kind of disturbed by it and like acknowledged that it was a well-made movie. And then hearing it was a musical was like, okay, kind of interesting. And then hearing La Lady Gaga was going to be Harley Quinn. I was like, I guess that makes sense. My only, I, I think what is going to make or break this movie is the chemistry between 
uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga. And like, if if Harley Quinn and Joker don't have that on-screen chemistry, the audience immediately go like, oh yeah, like their relationship somehow makes sense because it's so messed up and chaotic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, like this movie, I think could be, uh, you know, a, a kind of a letdown. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. You know, I'll go see it, um, and I, I hope it's a good one. Yeah. Um, October eighteenth, probably most notable, Smile Two. Um, I never saw the first Smile, but they did a terrific marketing campaign where they just said people smiling at sports games, and <laughs> right. I'm sure this is going to be the exact same thing. And I believe that one was a moderate success box office wise. I don't know critically, um, but uh, smile too. Um, and the people smiling at sports games, I hope they got paid a lot because that would be really hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, a couple of things um, because it's our list here kind of skips November 27th, but on my phone, Venom 3 is tentatively scheduled right now for November 8th. No way. Um, Okay. So that's when it's supposed to come out. Um, again, kind of weird. I believe uh, Let There Be Carnage came out around Halloween. So release date's kind of strange. But I did not like the second one. I, I thought it was pretty rushed and I don't know. I just don't know what Sony's doing, to be honest. But... I'm just concerned that the third one, the villain's going to be Toxin, and we're just going to have another CGI symbiote fight, which, like, the first one was cool. The second one, kind of a mess. I I still enjoyed it, but it was mess. Like, it wasn't as... I didn't like it as much as the first one. And I just... I hope they really lean into, like, let's get Tom Hardy and Venom talking to each other, having that internal conflict, because that's what I really enjoyed about the first movie the most. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, also to note, November 15th, Red 1, looks like to be a Christmas movie. Um, I don't know where or, or if it's going to be a theatrical release, but it's got The Rock, it's got Chris Evans, J.K. Simmons is Santa Claus. Okay. So my only hope is that it's not like a Red Notice 2. <laughs> at least a little bit of depth too especially like a uh, holiday story you kind of want that so um anyway that could be fun yeah. and currently slated i have november 22nd is gladiator 2 no way that's so, this year oh man so denzel washington pedro pascal paul mescal connie nielsen ridley scott obviously returning to direct the hit from 2000 so That's crazy um again i don't think i know it's following maximus's sons but uh nothing has come out as far as plot for that but that could be a, a big movie gladiator is one of my, the first Gladi that's one of my favorite movies of all time yeah i think it's a lot of people's i i knew that this movie was coming i didn't realize it was coming this year wow yeah um, November 27th, Wicked. I believe this is part one. Okay. It's been in the making for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, obviously, it hit Broadway musical. Cynthia Revo, Ariana Grande are in it. Uh, notably, Michelle Yeoh, Jeff Goldblum. It, it, I it, just, I feel like it's just taken so long to come out. 
It feels like literally like was it a decade ago that they announced Ariana Grande and Linda? Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know if this one's for me, but hopefully with the amount of time they've taken, the quality shows up. Otherwise, this could be the bomb of the year. I I, I 100% disagree with that. I I think there are the musical, like the musical theater kids out there that love the musical Wicked. I think it has an embedded fan base. It may not be the box office hit of the year, but I absolutely think like it has, we already know it has catchy music in it. So as long as that's done well, and then if it is, you know, good acting performances by the cast, I could see this movie doing really well, but I don't think it bombs. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that's what I got for November. So now in the final that's a month, solid November. Wow. Uh, final months, we got the animated Lord of the Rings, War of the Rohirrim movie. This has been delayed multiple times um, due to different issues with marketing, writer strike, etc. Um, but it's like a I, I don't believe um, it's connected in any way for the first time to, uh, you know, our standard Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit story. It's kind of its own thing, specifically about, you know, Helm's Deep. Uh, so, I'm, uh, I'm here for it. That's cool. Yeah, interesting that we're kind of going to have kind of standalone animated Lord of the Rings and Transformers movies kind yeah. of on their own. So... Pretty, pretty interesting. Go animation. Uh, movie that's close to your heart, Zach. <laughs> oh, I will say, before we move to that, uh, the Karate Kid multiverse movie is currently slated for the 13th with The Lord of the Rings as well. Okay. Now, obviously, we talked about this a couple on our first episode as well, the Karate Kid with you know Jackie Chan and coming from the Jaden Smith movie with Ralph Macchio from um, the originals and Cobra Kai kind of combining. And it, we weren't, and, and when they announced it was going to be this release date, you know, we were a bit unsure. So we'll see if that sticks, but right now it's slated to open alongside the Lord of the Rings. So okay. you could be in the movie theaters a long time that weekend. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be my Barbenheimer this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next week, you're going to be right back in your chair. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Ooh. December 20th, 2024. Um, these are, uh, I don't think we've talked about this on the show before. This is a series that is, um, is it, we are fond of for reasons that are our own, just because Zach went to a movie premiere of the first Sonic and was given the gift bag of like toothpaste and hand sanitizer. And <laughs> it was it was amazing. It's pretty funny. So it's been as you know, you know, to each their own of this series. We kind of hold it fondly just for our own personal jokes. Um, so we're we're for sure going to be covering it. Um, <laughs> I, I, okay, I, like again, love this movie series because yes, the first Sonic movie that I got I got to see like a press screening at, but Sonic Two I enjoyed it as much as I did the first one, and 
I think that Sonic the Hedgehog 3 has a chance to be the best of the trilogy. So I think it has potential because, okay, spoilers for a movie that's coming out two years old, Shadow the Hedgehog is obviously going to be a big yeah. part of this one. My n- nervousness or, you know, uh, is just that Jim Carrey won't be in this one. That's that is right? You can definitely say he carried the first one. Yep. And elevated the second one. Agreed. Yeah. Now, without him, will this series be okay? Now, I think you're right. It has potential. Yeah. But he was such a wrecking ball yeah. of a force in the first two movies. Even if you don't like the idea of Sonic, just watch it for Jim Carrey because it's like Jim Carrey from the 90s has returned to yeah. be Dr. Eggman. Um so that I would say that would be my only like, can they do it without him? Yeah, no, I and that's a very valid hesitation towards this movie, but you know may, maybe it's one of those things is like because Jim Carrey's not in it, it will give opportunities where like okay we don't have to give Jim Carrey these one liners or the chance to steal the show and like other people can step up right? Yep. Um. I will say also slated to open alongside the 20th. Um, uh, I feel like I've been pretty negative looking over 2024, but Mufasa, the Lion King prequel. <laughs> no way. Oh, that's the year. Okay. Currently slated for this date. Okay. We will see Barry Jenkins, the Academy Award oh, winning yeah. director. He is doing this. The great director, yeah. Uh, we don't need this. We don't need it. But that's a lot of movies that get made nowadays. Th- this could be something. You're th- that's a good word to use. Something. It could be something. So I guess we might like. I'm a big Lion King guy. I think yeah. it, it made our Disney Hall of Fame. It was an auto, right? Auto lock. Listen to that episode. It was a good time. Great episode. Here's the thing I like about Mufasa. His stoic and grandeur, but also humbleness, doesn't need to be explained to me in a prequel movie of how he gets. I don't want there to be a bratty Mufasa who has to learn his lesson, and little kid Scar is probably going to get his scar from Mufasa somehow. You literally, that's totally going to happen. Yeah, it's going to over-explain everything. Oh. Watch he like watch he has a different name, but then he gets the scar because of something. Bad. I believe that is actually happening. And they change his name to Scar. I think that actually is happening. Did we just spoil the movie without even knowing what's gonna happen in this movie? No, I actually knew that. So Scar's name is Taka. Before he Are you kidding me? Scar. Come on. <laughs> so like, all I'm saying is, like, obviously, everyone has faults. But I yeah. think a cool thing with Lion King is you're looking in the eyes of Simba, of this dad who's a phenomenal king. And I think that makes his death more impactful because you pretty much, through the eyes of Simba, think he's invincible. And I just don't want to then watch Pufas and be like, Pufas is an idiot. <laughs> don't ruin the character. <laughs> yeah. So... I, honestly, I feel like we just saw this movie without seeing this movie. Wow. Yeah. 
But now we still have to see the movie. Great. Uh, Nosferatu is um, Robert Eggers' latest movie. It's going to be big. It's going to be a horror movie coming out on Christmas Day. Obviously, the infamous vampire. Aaron Taylor Johnson could be having a big year. Yeah, he's coming. Um, yeah. He's in a lot of movies. William Defoe, Nick Nicholas Holt—they're all good actors. Um, not necessarily for us per se, but that kind of caps off the 2024. I will say a couple movies that um, we didn't talk about because they keep shifting. But Deadpool three obviously is coming out, I believe, sometime in the summer. Um, it just keeps moving. So, um, any thoughts on Deadpool three? I I'm not a fan of the Deadpool movies. Uh, they're just they're not for me. The 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 humor I acknowledge is funny, but it's not my humor. Um, I'm I'll go. I don't. To be honest, I don't. I probably won't go see it unless you really need me to. Um, I yeah. The Deadpool movies have not been for me. Yeah, I'm. It could make or break the MCU. That's a big. That's a, really. That's that's where the MCU is because of the Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, because you know, obviously, Hugh Jackman's returning. It's kind of the integration of the Fox characters and gearing right. up for Secret Wars. So people don't buy in. And I think it's the end. Of the official end. We see. We're seeing the decline. It could be the end, or it could help it keep it afloat. More likely that than fail, but. Yeah. Um, other notable, there's supposed to be a new Alien movie uh, coming cool. out. Ridley Scott is not doing it. Obviously, he's doing Gladiator 2. That's supposed to come out sometime during the year. I would think probably a late summer release. Um, yeah. Despicable Me 4, we talked about that last week. I would expect that to come out sometime in the summer as well. Um, that's going to make a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and that I think covers 2024. Wow. Uh, cool. Bird's eye view, obviously subject to change. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely. Obviously, I, I definitely was more, you know, cautious than I anticipated going into that schedule. I'm a bit more skeptical maybe than I was when we first started the podcast of a lot of them. Um, but, you know, I'm willing to be surprised. And I'm excited. You, I'll, I'll be honest. After going through that, I'm more excited than I was at the beginning. Like, Good. I'm glad. Right. I'm glad. That's the, like, <laughs> it's, man, I can't wait to go to the movies. <laughs> so, Kind of wrap up, and this is a longer special episode, so appreciate you guys sticking with us. But yep. um, Zach and I do make bets, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, make our predictions um, as to what we think is going to be the biggest uh, box office successes. Um, as to what the criteria is, we don't have an official one. That's how casual we are, really. So casual. And, um, <laughs> really just, it's more like, what movie's going to make the big, most money yeah, that yeah. year? Um, we do a big our biggest flops. Again, subjective. Um, 
based on expected performance, what the budget was, all that. It's not official. Um, Zach, any other awards you want to pick? I, I think we should do what what uh, highest grossing animated movie this year, do we think? And then Sleeper movie of the year. And Sleeper is open to interpretation of what that means. Okay, so is our biggest uh, blockbuster excluding animated movies then? Yes, yes. Okay, I can do that. Okay, so Zach, why don't you kiss off? Let's go biggest blockbuster first. Okay. I think I know where you're leaning. I, you, you probably do. I, I'm not gonna lie though. After looking at the whole slate like that, I'm not as confident. But I'm sticking with it. I think Dune too. I think it's got like it doesn't have a lot of competition around it. It has an embedded fan base that's excited to see the sequel. And th- this could be, I'm saying it could be, uh, so before you and I were alive, there was a thing that happened when Star Wars uh, Empire Strike Back comes out in theaters. I think this could be, Dune 2 could be similar to Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back back in the 70s. So I, I'm picking Dune 2. I think it, it, it has a really good, good year at the box office. I think it's not crazy to think this movie people go see again and again, as long as it's as good as, you know, we're hoping it is. <laughs> it's a good pick. So I cannot pick Dune 2 as either uh, now that he has taken that. Would you have picked it? No, I would not have. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I am going, I am going Furiosa. Okay. Interesting. Weekend, I think... I think it's going to shock a lot of people. Okay. So that's going to be my lock um, for biggest blockbuster. Okay. So, biggest bomb. Oh, this is a tough. This is a tough one because you don't. I don't like cheering against movies, right? Um, and and I, even I do in some cases. Okay, fair, fair. If I was confident Mufasa would not make a billion dollars, but I know it will, I would pick Mufasa. <laughs> I will straight up get it. <laughs> um, but like, I I guess for me, I can get happy for like movies I don't like because if, if a lot of people like a movie or like when a movie becomes an event, right? Like yeah. like Barbenheimer this year was an event, right? Yeah. I you know I can get excited about that. I when looking through this slate. Sorry, can you bring up the list again? I'm kind of because I I think to go into a bomb, it does factor in like what kind of movies uh, it's going up against. Where like if a movie has less competition, that can help it. I I think if the bomb of the year comes, you know what? It might. I I think it comes in the summer. Hmm. I. Uh, this is a tough one. You know what? I don't want to pick this, but I'm going to. I think it might be Craven the Hunter. Okay. I just think there's. It's got a lot going against it. There's some. It's. It's in August at the tail end of it. 
know, people back to school, they're not necessarily in the movie going mode. I not that it has a ton of competition at that time, but I, I think people might be movied out by that time. And uh, for what probably they spent a lot of money to make, I, I think Craven the Hunter is going to be my bomb of the year. Okay, my bomb is Wicked. I don't think it's going to do well. I know. Interesting. I know you're going to push. You push back, and I respect it. No, no that's fine. But it's completely subjective. What so, <laughs> absolutely. Totally I'm going to take it. Um, like I said, if I knew a million people weren't going to go see Mufasa, that would be my bomb, but it's just not going to happen. See, but there's going to be a million people that go see Wicked, the musical theater nerds. I don't think it. I don't think there will be. Okay, and just sorry. Side story: When I went and saw Wicked in, uh, I had to go for my drama class in high school. Right before I saw it, I got hit by a car. Um, <laughs> it was one of the you know one of the most life changing days of my life when I recognized my own mortality. But that's a side point. Don't go see Wicked because I got hit by a car. But go see Wicked, or, or people will go see Wicked because they love this story. We'll see. We'll see. I'm skeptical. I'm okay. Okay. You can skip away. Skip away. Okay. Beat off with the next one. Sleeper. Or, or animated, whatever one you want to do. Let's go animated. Let's go animated. Okay. I think The Lord of the Rings. You think The Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to take the easy one. I'm going for the win here, Despicable Me 4. No, no, okay, that's the thing. I thought about going for Despicable Me 4, but I do think there's enough, like, we've been craving good Lord of the Rings content, and, like, Ring of Rings of Power did not deliver what it, we wanted it to. And I think if this Lord of the Rings movie has, like, if, if it has the potential to set up a larger kind of animated Lord of the Rings universe. There's a lot of people that would be all for that. I could see this being a movie people go see again and again. And uh, animation really has been on the rise, you know, in terms of storytelling. And I think, I also think I'm excited to see middle earth in an animated, you know, modern day, modern technology animated format. All right, give me the minions. Yeah, you, you, can, take it all. you can take it. You can take give it. Me a billion dollars. <laughs> all right, well, tell you what, you go first for sleeper then. Okay. This one's hard because we have no criteria. Open to interpretation. Uh, but I'm going to be a little juice too. Really? Sleeper. Uh, yeah, that is a sleeper. Okay. Okay. Interesting. What, okay, why? I just think, you know, it's the sequel from a beloved movie 40 years ago, and it's got kind of the up-and-coming cast with the uh, old veterans together, and it's just, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a hit. Okay. Okay. Again, sleeper is open to interpretation, right? Yeah. 
This is tough because, like, a lot of these movies will have big budgets and people go see it and stuff. But I think my sleeper film of the year is Gladiator 2. Okay. I was thinking about that for my biggest, my box office. No, that's one thing. I thought about it for that. It's the movie that made me question picking Dune 2 as my favorite. But I just think that a lot of people don't realize this movie's coming out. And I I think it could be one of those movies that like it comes and then people are like, oh, you got to see Gladiator 2. And cause, cause the, the, like a movie like Gladiator, you know, came out in 2000. There is a large portion of the movie going audience who has not seen it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like kids that they were kids at the time, or maybe they've been born after it was made and they don't realize how great of a movie this is. And I think this could be a sleeper of like, Oh, like, you know, the sequel's really good. Let me go watch the first one. Let me watch the second one again. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. So again, sleeper open to interpretation and that's why I'm picking gladiator too. Well, we will see. Um, again, if there's a lot of release schedule moving, maybe we'll be able to do a mulligan or something mid-year. But for now, they're locked. Picks are locked in. Yeah. Um, and that's your 2024 preview. Zach, yeah. thanks for joining the couch once again. Dude, this was awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. We'll see everyone next time. Let us know what you're looking forward to this year what you're hesitant and uh we'll see y'all later have a good day everyone